Welcome everyone to the Commissioner's Report. Minus Justin, minus Kyle. Sorry you have me, but wait, there's more. That's right, here I was all alone thinking, who should host with me then? This unedited, perfectly live version of the Commissioner's Report. And I thought, who better to take over for the Commissioner than the one who just recently defeated him? So I have with me none other than the league official, Carter Aisbet. What's up, everybody? That's right. The day of reckoning has come for all of you. Look out. This is so incredibly fun to me. What a guest. So Carter is here. You also, some of you have already seen that he posted on Facebook tonight his power rankings. So we're going to let Carter walk us through those power rankings and why he chose what he chose. Let's start at the bottom then, Mr. Carter. The like, bottom. How did you come up with who is at the bottom <laughs> sure. rung of our power so rankings? I would, I would like to, to start off and say that these rankings are totally unbiased. Unlike <laughs> all of the previous power rankings that have gone out in the past, um, no shade, happy birthday, Kyle. I love you very much. But as everybody agrees, your power rankings are absolutely bogus. So I thought it would be a good change of pace to put out power rankings that are actually accurate um, to our league. So starting off at the bottom, rightfully in last place, is you, Kyle, the league official. <laughs> that seems fair. What, what led you to that decision, Carter? Well, okay, so like, we, can, we can roll this back to, I believe it was week six, right? Kyle put out his power rankings and... Um, unrightfully so in my opinion i was dead last mm -hmm. and i said kyle mark my words i play you in week eight i will demolish you and what happened i played kyle week eight and i did demolish him however more realistically looking at his lineup it is pretty depressing <laughs> it really it's, is it's rough he made some trades that didn't pan out he pretty much admitted to everybody that he was low on his team and he sold everybody off and tried to make things work and it backfired on him big time yeah i agree i i feel a little sorry for kyle but it it, it, it can't be missed that it's kind of comical what has happened that's these, hilarious these turn of events not for kyle though sorry kyle so then at number 11 just beating him out you have the boston blazers i do also uh no bias whatsoever but elisha did choose to chirp at me and say how <laughs> i rightfully so deserve to be at the bottom of the power rankings so Alexa, <laughs> rounded up number 11, not only due to my feelings towards you personally, but also because <laughs> your team also ride in the struggle bus. You only have, let's see, 960 points for and a measly 911 points against. And so like teams are having really bad weeks against Elisha's team and Elisha still hasn't been able to pull through. I mean, he does have a four and four record, which truthfully is better than my record, but I think going forward, Elisha's not going to see many more wins going into the future. And what's interesting to see is that this week, as we'll talk about later, <clears throat> Kyle and Elisha are going up against each other. They are. Um, um, do you think Christian McCaffrey is going to be playing this week or next week? I think because it's the Panthers who did this exact scenario last year of like, hey, look, 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 I think he won't end up playing this week. And then uh, then he'll try next week, play, play a game, and then he'll be hurt again and out for the season. That's what I'm fearing. I, I think that's how it's going to go, too. So if he had, if Christian McCaffrey was in and starting, I think I would have Elisha a little bit higher. But as power rankings should be, power rankings are a week-to-week -week kind of deal, like how teams are looking the week 
that they're playing and their current mashups. So I think Elisha's team, as it is, deserves to be in spot 11. Yep. Okay. I This is definitely a disagreement with me, I, I think, which is weird for me to saying, but Jerry's team that you have at number 10, I think mm. now should be at number 11 uh, after the injury to Derrick Henry and Jerry having mm. basically no replacement for, for that. You're right. I do have little tiny arrows in the margin on my cheat sheet here switching those two teams. Yeah, then we are um, in agreement. They, it, it's a tight race between 10 and 11. So I think... I think you are right. I think Jerry's team does just barely beat out Elisha's team. Um, I think Jerry goes to 11, and by a very slim margin, um, Elisha goes up to the 10 spot. Ah, gotcha. All right, so if you look at Facebook, folks, just switch those around, 10 and 11, Elisha and Jeremiah. Yeah, sorry, Jeremiah. I had been in love with your team all season, and... This Derrick Henry thing, that's a nail in the coffin, man. You kept slipping, slipping, slipping until you've slid away. If if Kyle's team weren't so horrible, I might have you on the bottom altogether. Have you also picked up on the irony of the things that Jeremiah was saying earlier in the season about how he couldn't believe people would pick Christian McCaffrey over Derrick Henry because of Christian McCaffrey's um, injury tendency to get injury? <laughs> now Derrick... Derrick Henry also got injured. So that line of thought kind of backfired on me there, Jerry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jerry. I I was so proud of you for just sticking your guns and choosing him number one overall and seeing how that, that panned out. I was so impressed. And you still got got a, a fun ride with him, I would say, bef- before <clears throat> it was over. But I think it might have ended just a little too soon for maybe you to even make the playoffs this year. With apologies. Sorry, man. Next up... Next up at the number nine spot is myself. So all you can say with confidence that I'm completely unbiased because I'm putting myself at number nine. I'm going to take a hot minute and talk about why I love my team so freaking much and everybody else hates it for some reason, which I do not understand. Kyle is in there. Leslie is in there because she took her turn at making my team dead last. (laughs) And so is our very own co-host, Justin, who is not here at the moment everybody seemed to agree that my team was the absolute worst and i totally disagree matthew you right you are the one who i think it was like week four or five was one of the only people who came out and said i don't know i don't think carter's team should be that low correct that's correct thanks for acknowledging um patterson i remember standing up for patterson and Mm -hmm. they're like oh please this is a one and i said no this is real right i really believed you were strong and henderson also Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't just a, I mean, he's real. This mm-hmm. is, this is great. He's mm-hmm. given his opportunity and he's doing well. So, yep. I think your team's, your team definitely is worthy of not being on the bottom. To I say the least. wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. Is it, is it worthy of being in the top six? No, I can, <laughs> I can agree and say, I don't have a top six team. That also kind of is due to the fact that a large chunk of this team was also auto drafted, but <laughs> I think I did a pretty good job at salvaging it for the most part with what was left. Yeah, I think you're really, to me, maybe one one star player away. I agree. Um, from, from at least being up in, in the top six, mm-hmm. as you mentioned before. Because I mean, my team can reliably score 120. Yeah. And like, but I don't have much potential to go very much further over 120, 130, mm-hmm. like a lot of the big boom teams have. Right, right. Seems like you have a more, say, realistic perspective yeah. of where you should yeah, yeah, be yeah. ranked. I do. 
That's great. It, I think nine, eight, nine is realistic in that in that ballpark. But number twelve, absolutely not. Wholeheartedly <laughs> disagree. What seems really fair to me or interesting to me is that you said before that that the people who are down there, it's not for any bias. It's just because that's where they belong. Correct. And so it's really nice because Cheetah Girls are actually ranked one above you, and did. they did bash you. <laughs> they did put you down, putting you in last, or they, mm-hmm. Leslie did. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't put her down. So true to your word, this wasn't about being biased. This is just where you honestly think they are. So Cheetah Girls is the next one just above you. They are. And the reason I put them up there is that they have two phenomenal playmakers Alvin Kamara and Marquise Brown like so much potential with those two players that I mean they could be the the difference makers that really just turn their team into a force to be reckoned with I think that those two players warranted placing them above me because they're they are top tier players which I do not have any top tier players really sure and in looking down the line do, do either of you have a chance to make the playoffs I mean realistically not mathematically, just realistically, did the Cheetah Girls or, or um, we'll say Anus for short. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, we're at three and five. First of all, is it math- mathematically possible? If we... If you were to if win we out, I would out, think so, yeah. You would think so? I would think so. I haven't actually done the math, but someone do that, Matt. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Matt, that's all you. But I, I do believe it is mathematically possible. Um. Mathematically speaking, I think it is a possibility. I honestly believe it is a possibility. And when we get into our matchup, I can go more so into why I think it might be a possibility for my team when we talk about the matchup between me and Hannah. Um, but I don't think it's out of, I don't think it's out of consideration that one of us might squeak our way into the last spot. Sure. In the playoffs. Sure. I think like Jerry, for example, why I'm viewing it that way is that Jerry. Jerry definitely is not likely at this point. I think despite Correct. the 4-4 four and four record better than both of you, Correct. I, I don't think it's, he has a great fighting chance to stay in it. Correct. Um, all <clears throat> right. Well, then moving up, we have Milwaukee Mayhem. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I'm, I wasn't aboard the, the hate on Chad wagon like everybody else was. I feel like that was primarily Kyle and not you guys. And Chad. Chad really hated Chad, on himself really. quite a bit. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think... I think Chad made a pretty clutch trade with Kyle, nonetheless, of getting Dalvin Cook on his roster. So he's he's very um, Minnesota Vikings heavy. He's got Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, um, and Kirk Cousins. So, I mean, if, if the Vikings start to go off, I think Chad, Chad's got a pretty powerful team with just those three players alone. And then Joe Mixon has been having a fantastic season. Um, and Tyreek Hill is so insanely boomer bust. You can either get 40 points or four points. So mm-hmm. like, that's kind of one of those wild card players. Um, but if like the stars align for Chad's team, I think he has some really, really good potential. So that's definitely why I have him above myself and at the number seven position. Cause I think he's got a, a pretty good shot. Sure. Yeah. I, I definitely think Chad has a pretty decent team. And wouldn't wouldn't be throwing them away on the bottom for sure. Uh, CJ Mequon Mediocres at six. <clears throat> the Mequon Mediocres. Here we go. Let me pull up your team, CJ. This was this was a really 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 tough, like, the four five six spots in the power rankings. Like it it was a pretty solid toss up. Like I sat there sure. staring at these teams for a solid twenty minutes trying to figure out where I was gonna put people because I really it was just so tough 
to tell where I should put people. Um, so then what puts CJ on the bottom of that rung in the end? Um, I think his team is pretty solid. Um, he has one obvious star player in Cooper Cup. But, I mean, everybody else is kind of a little more towards the middle of the road. Nick Chubb's pretty solid. Um, Michael Pittman Jr., he had the blow-up week last week where he – what did he score last week? 30 points. He's at 6.9 right now in the second quarter. So he's having a pretty solid game, 3 for 4 for 39 yards. Um, so we'll see if um, Pittman can uphold the kind of volume that he had last week. Sure, but even if he didn't, he's still he's having a decent season for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's having a decent season. Like I said, four, five, and six. I mean, those three teams are kind of interchangeable in my mind. It's really hard to say for sure. Like, yeah, CJ deserves to be six, whereas Eli deserves to be four. Like, there's no like clear cut. Like this team obviously deserves to be in this spot over this person. So I don't know. It was it was it was a really tough mix up. Mm-hmm. I think, say, say, in my opinion, Saquon Barkley being back, being in the roster, shoots CJ way up in, in this. If you, if you come back, I think running backs is clearly his struggle in my mind. Right. And so if he had Barkley there, it would make a mm-hmm. huge difference. And keep in mind, when I was making these power rankings, I was looking at week eight. So like with Saquon out, mm-hmm. I took that into my consideration for where I placed him for this week. Sure. Thanks very much. All right, then this one. Man's been on top in in most of or on top or near the top most season. Now he's at number five in your rankings. Tell yeah. us about Mister Sai. I think Sai's team is so is super overrated. No offense, Sai. Um, looking at size the stats for Sai, he's got nine hundred eighty nine points for and uh, just nine hundred twenty nine points against. So like, really weak. Like teams haven't been been putting up massive scores against size team and his team hasn't even been putting up that big of numbers either like if you look at at um justin's team he has does he have the highest i think he has the highest at 1044 points compared to size 989 so like size team isn't i wouldn't call size team a powerhouse team i don't think it it's worthy of being number one um i think he got lucky with some matchups which is why his record is so high and which is why sleeper has him at number one but solely looking at his team, which isn't coming up on my phone right now. Um, right here you go. You can look at mine. Well, yeah, while he's, while he's checking it out, I'd just say, if I recall correctly, and I believe I do, Matt Stroman noted that size in his st- stats showed that yeah. Sai was one of, if not the luckiest Super team lucky. out there. Yeah. yeah. So here, I got, I got pulled up now. So like... The really big difference maker on size team is AJ Brown. AJ Brown puts up massive numbers a lot of the time, so like that could be part of the reason. Like you can't, I can't base, I can't bump up side towards the top just because of one player. I gotta look at the entire team. I mean, he's got Chase Edmonds at running back. He's he's starting Michael Carter this week, but um, who does he have out? DeAndre Swift. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the Chiefs are struggling this year a lot. I'm just looking at it as a whole and saying like. I, no names really pop out at me where I'm like, wow, Sai has this person. Like, he's so lucky that he has this person on his team. Like, this sure. sets Sai's team. And even A.J. Brown, that's only been recent. He's He didn't even play for a sure. bunch of the games. So it's exactly. not like he was even carrying the team for most of the season. Exactly. Uh, in fact, Sai's wins were coming <laughs> without A.J. Brown really be doing being a factor for right. a while. Um, yeah, 
So so Cy got bumped on, and I'd, I'd have to say I agree with that, that it seemed like Cy was, was higher than he should have been. Uh, but moving on then to Eli, the original Twig Twisters. The original Twister of the Twigs. This was also a really tough choice, again, where to, where to place Eli amongst um, Cy and CJ. Um, I just liked Eli's team just a little bit better than all of theirs. I mean, he's got Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, not much to say there. Really good. Derek Carr, who's been having, in my opinion, a really good season. Derek Carr has a great matchup against the Giants. He's got Kenny Drake against the Giants. Going to be really good. He's got Kels, who I traded him, who's just a plug and forget. Like, keep Kelsey in. Or actually, did you know his name is pronounced Kels and not Kelsey? I've heard this. Yeah. I've heard and this. There's an interview with him where they asked him what his real, how to actually pronounce his last name. He's like, it's actually Kels. But everyone says Kelsey, so I got tired of fighting it. So it's Kelsey now. But, <laughs> I did hear that one. That's funny. Yeah, but fun fact, actually Kels. Um, but I think I think Eli's got a lot of those players where like he can just set them and forget them, which is really nice to have in a team. I think he's got a pretty powerful team. Yeah, and, and um, what you didn't say because he's on right. the bench this week was Tom Brady. Right. Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, they're just superstars. I think he's got a lot of really, really solid players on his team. That Yes, I know. think Tom Brady to me... Just just amazing. Number one quarterback. And I just needed to take time to rub that into Eli and Kyle. <laughs> Dude, so much hating on me for that. But way to go, old man Brady. Proud of you, dude. Uh, so, yeah. So, Eli topped him off um, probably ultimately because of Tom Brady is what I'm hearing you say. <laughs> what is um, Sure, you can say that. In, in your own words, <laughs> not right. my words. So, then moving up to the top three... Was this equally as hard as four, five, six to rank this order, or was this more clear-cut for you? I think this was a little bit more clear-cut for me. I think this was a little bit easier. Um, I, I thought for a little bit on you and Eli and what order I wanted to put you two in, mm-hmm. um, but I think you beat him out um, just a little bit. Um, Aaron Jones really set, him, set you apart. He's been an absolute stud for the Packers, and especially with Rodgers out now and when Devontae was out. Um, Aaron Jones has really become the backbone of the offense where he's just so insanely reliable to go to. So I think with love behind quarterback, he's going to be relying heavily on Aaron Jones in the matchup today or on Sunday against Kansas City. Um, I think he's going to have a heck of a game. Um, Stephon Diggs has been doing really well. Mike Williams, obviously star wide receiver. Mark Andrews, another one of those tight ends where you can just put in and forget about because he's been an absolute stud. Um, you have Leonard Fournette on by, Mike Evans on by. Also, just absolute studs in their positions where you can feel really, really confident about putting them in your lineup mm-hmm. and not having to really worry about if they don't perform. Um, yeah, I think I think you just have one more stud on your on your lineup than Eli does, which is why I put you at the three spot as opposed to the four spot. Sure. All right, well, and thanks. You disagreed about having your team at three. Yeah, I, well, I struggle with it because people have put my team so high all season long, and right now I'm sitting at 500. Uh, the, the week that people were putting me at number one or two, three in that area, I was actually at a, sitting on a losing record at three and four. Yeah. And so, so it's just kind of surprising to me. I think so much for me just hinges on that, that double running back of where I didn't feel like... Um, like Fournette was like going to be anything too amazing, mm-hmm. but just a nice maybe flex player. But he's right. really taken a, right. a RB one position, which is which is super helpful for me, of course. 
Um, but then, and you were saying how strong Aaron Jones is, which is largely, like, he's a great player, no doubt mm-hmm. about that. But as as Dylan had been getting more and more of the touches and carries and downs, it was really taken away from Aaron Jones's number. So, so that was another factor. And hoping that Mike Williams was not just uh, at the start of the season great and now teams have figured it out and now it's going to pan out and he and Keenan will be splitting it a little more and, you know, stuff. Well, obviously, Keenan was getting plenty anyway, but... Right. But um yeah I'm just and same thing with Diggs still really good like really reliable gives me plenty of points but um you know it's not like the Diggs show as it kind of felt last last season where he was just getting it all the time and so so I you know I don't know I just I just don't have the strongest confidence I think when I look at my roster I'm like yeah I should really really be happy uh, with this and and I'm not unhappy that part's true but. Um, definitely think I should be ranked above Eli, so I'm glad, <laughs> glad about that. Where would you Where would you rank your team as it sits I, right now? See, you know it's hard because I probably would have put Cy one higher even than he is, and Eli one lower. But but I don't know. Maybe I am three. I guess it's hard for me to say what I would do. See, it's higher. tough when you get like those few teams right there. Like it's super. Yep. It's super close. I would definitely put you and Eli above Cy. Okay, that is my opinion. Great. Well, then I'll all right. Then I'll accept it. I'm going to stay at number three. And that ranking, in my own opinion, as well. So, well done, <laughs> Carter. All right, so then, number two, JT was worth it. And it sounds like JT was definitely worth it. Because looking at the matchup right now, he already has 18.2 <laughs> points uh, in the second quarter. So, Jonathan Taylor, absolute stud. Really, really paid off for Matt this season. Yeah, it really has. <laughs> and I think... I, in especially in keeper league, like it's it's nice to to say way to go, Matt. Like yeah. you saw this, yeah. nice job. He deserves that after all the rips he received. Yeah. Um. Then of course we all knew he would draft JT this year. Yep. Just in his rank or his spot, his picking order is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um. That was clear. And Jamar Chase. Oh man, Jamar Chase. Love that guy. He's so fun to watch. Yep. That's why I like. Part of me thinks Matt should be on on top, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, when you look close. at Justin's team, when you look right. at so speaking of which, right. let's jump the gun then. Look at Justin's teams. Maybe we can do a comparing Matt and Justin's teams as we as we talk about those. Do you got it pulled up? There it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's not much to not like about Justin's team. Like Justin, dare I say, has kind of like one of the dream teams where like you just look at his lineup and you're like dang I wish I had that lineup like it is just so nice <laughs> yeah it's really hard to find holes in it yeah um like the maybe his defense <laughs> I don't know like that's it there's like nothing that that is bad about Justin's team um not necessarily well Eckler Eckler gets like major star power this yep. season i'd yep. say he gets star Debo samuel um also doing really really well i mean Najee harris has been super solid too yep um and like very solid yeah. that, i think that's fair to say very solid i think eckler is just just kind of this like holy crap yeah he, he exceeded i think yeah. at least my expectation. i knew he'd do well i didn't well, i wasn't thinking oh he's gonna suck but but he's doing even better than i thought Debo samuel it was you know just just massive he's fun to watch i think so yeah, Justin has a lot. Um, I just I look back at Matt's team and I still think, oh, that's a really good team too. So I think I agree that Justin's on top, but Matt's certainly knocking on the door and a real it's, contender. Right, and like I said, super close. Jonathan Taylor, phenomenal. Um, James Robinson has been having a heck of a season as well. Um, I wish I would have traded for James Robinson. Um, Matt tried to offer me a package deal. Um, 
I think it was three or four weeks ago, um, trying to get rid of James Robinson for uh, Travis Kels um, and he was going to package another wide receiver in there for me too. And some days I think back and wish I would have taken that trade where I could have just streamed a tight end mm-hmm. instead of Kels and would have had James Robinson to just set and forget Yeah, as one of my running backs. So seeing how, how good he's he's gotten and how integral of a part of Jacksonville's offense he's become, kind of regret it a little bit. And I'm really, really high on CeeDee Lamb. Um, I have him in my keeper league, and I love him, and I don't plan on getting rid of him anytime soon. He is an absolute stud for Dallas. Um, really, really strong. That's good. For those of you playing a drinking game, find out how many times Carter has said absolute stud this episode. <laughs> it's probably been a lot. <laughs> and drink up. All right. Well, then. Um, I would also just like to point out Elisha's comment that he just made. He just sent out a, a, a Facebook message, and he said, it always makes me laugh how high your team gets ranked talking about my team, especially when you're rostering three tight ends and starting Tajay Sharp. Um, Elisha. You deserve to be at 11. That's all I got to say. Um, I stand by my choices. Matthew also has three tight ends on his team. Uh, That is true. That Um, is true. Granted, I do have three tight ends. Um, However, Rob Gronkowski with the punctured lung, he was on my IR for a long time. He just got bumped off the IR. I'm waiting for him to get back. So obviously I can't play him, but I'm not going to get rid of him. Correct. Um, And then I just traded... You for Dawson Knox, yeah. Who I am also a really big fan of, but he was hurt for a little bit. He had to have surgery on his hand. He's supposed to be back in the next week or two. Um, so the only reason I have three tight ends is because I picked up Zach Ertz off the waiver wire, and then he got transferred to the Cardinals, and um, he's been having an okay season. But honestly, I'm just waiting for one of my tight ends to get healthy, and then Zach Ertz gets kicked off the team, and then either Gronkowski or Knox gets put in there. Mm. Um, and then I can either run the double tight end, or I can choose between Gronkowski or Knox is who I want to start. Sure. Um, but I think it's totally justified for me to have three tight ends on my team at the moment. I agree. There's a story behind mine as well, but not nearly as interesting. So I'll, <laughs> I'll back off. But I, I have to tell you, Carter, I'm impressed with your power rankings. I It's been a long time since I've thought, I kind of agree with these power rankings. Thank and, you. <laughs> <laughs> and so so it was nice nice to see see that I felt, I think the one that I said that I would switch for sure, you actually said that was in your notes to switch them. Right, it was. I Little tiny arrows in the margin that I missed. That's great. And otherwise, I, I think that I'm, if not exactly on board, certainly close and in the ballpark with what you're doing. So way to go, Carter, way to go. Uh, moving on then, let's check out the matchups for, for this coming week let's that are we... up there. I'd like to start with one that I think is maybe the least interesting to talk about, <laughs> uh, which is Jerry versus Chad. No offense, Jerry. And yeah. it's kind of offensive. I didn't mean it that way. But with Derrick Henry out and you literally not having a replacement no. for him on your roster, nothing happening, um, certainly you can try to get lucky uh, off the waivers. But not not looking good for Jerry. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and pick Chad in this game. I am a, definitely going to go ahead and pick Chad as well. Jerry is going to get absolutely blown out. He still has <laughs> he still has Derrick Henry in a starting running back spot, um, and he really just straight up does not have a replacement for him. Um, no, it's it's really sad. A yeah. sad sad story of what has happened to Jerry. Next week will be a little better. He has a couple of his players back, but. 
Oh, poor Jerry. Well, yeah. that's it. There's just not enough to say. <laughs> Chad, you're going to, as I said, start with the boring one because yeah, that's, that's that's a little too obvious. Yeah. Um, all right, then. Let's, let's look at CJ versus Justin this week. Let's do it. So CJ's team, hmm, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Justin on this one. Uh, for sure, me too. Yeah. But I'm wondering... Um, right now we're at what at halftime or so of the uh, the game, and Pittman has the six four. He would have needed a big game from him, I think, to to help keep pace with with Justin. I think his other hope would be Zach Moss uh, against Jacksonville to to surprise people with a with a really. Well, I mean, he's against Jacksonville, so it wouldn't be a big surprise. But to right. to pass the predicted thirteen seven, right. I think that 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 has potential to be much higher than that if they use right. him, but. They could also just go to the air all all game long yeah. and you know embarrass the Jags that yeah. way, or do an onside kick that embarrass the Jaguars too. Well. <laughs> and I I really agree. I, I agree with Pittman. I don't think he's gonna have a much higher score than he does right now because the Colts are up twenty one ten on the Jets. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna need to be airing it out all that much to Pittman. So I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like if they maybe get one more score, he might get lucky and get a touchdown out of Pittman. But otherwise, they're just gonna be grounding and pounding the Jets. Yep. For the I second agree. half, so I don't think Pittman's really going to have one of those blowout games. So I think in this one, uh, I think Justin comes away with it after all is said and done. Yes, I agree too. Um, on his team, is there any anyone particularly interesting to you worth talking about on Justin's team for this matchup? One, anyone you want to watch? Who's going to um, help make it happen for him? I think Justin's team all around is just going to have a solid game. <laughs> I think... I think Lamar Jackson might be one of those hit or miss kind mm-hmm. of games for him. Either he goes off and has 30, 40 points or he has like a really subpar 10 points. You know, it depends how good of a game um, the Vikings put up. And if it's a real shootout, I think Lamar Jackson could score 45 points easy. Mm-hmm. And that can be one of the really big difference makers for, for Justin's team. Sure. And I think, like I said, either way, it probably doesn't matter. Just... Just trying to find something to talk about there that matchup because I also agree that Justin is going to uh, beat CJ Definitely. probably pretty readily. Yeah. Uh, moving on then, let's look at Cy versus Matt. An interesting matchup in my mind, as you had dropped and like I said, I probably agree with dropping Cy uh, places in those power rankings and putting Matt up. And so let's see then uh, in this matchup, are you predicting that Matt's going to win it? I am. I think Matt's going to come away with it. Um, Michael Carter right now, who Cy has in, has 4.6 points. I don't see it getting much better than that. Um, I don't think Chase Edmonds is really going to have that much of a standout game either. Patrick Mahomes, I feel like the Green Bay defense is going to be able to keep him, keep him at bay pretty well. I don't see Patty Mahomes having an insane game either. Um, but, I mean, on the other side of the ball, I think Matt's players are poised to really boom. I mean, Jonathan Taylor already has 18 points at half. I think Matt Ryan can have a really solid game against the Saints. I think James Robinson can go off against the Bills. Um, Matt, Matt's team just has more of these these players where I can see, like, oh, I think they can have a good game this week. And then looking at size team, I'm like, meh. This is interesting I mean? to me that you said that Matt Ryan can have a good game against the Saints because Matt chose him, so you two must be on the same page. Um, about that, but for me, I was thinking, wow, Matt Ryan against the Saints is one of the like last choices I would make for this week, uh, just with the Saints, I think, very strong secondary, 
And so, so it's interesting to me, like, what makes you think that Ryan's going to have a good game against the Saints? Hopeful optimism that, <laughs> that, that proves that, that Matt deserves to be oversigned the power rankings. <laughs> okay, so he's riding on hopeful optimism. I think, I'm not sure how that connects to Matt Ryan. That could have been any quarterback that you had it hopeful really could have, op- it, whoever optimism it was, for. Whoever it was, I would have been like, yep, I think he's going to have a great game just because I have faith in Matt's team. Great, Matt. I want you to post in Facebook sometime why, what led you to choosing Matt Ryan because um, I genuinely am curious because it just, it just surprised me that that would be your choice. And so um, there, there it is, though. Matt Ryan, I, think, I, I do think Matt will still win, but I'm really surprised by this. I'm guessing that there's a chance he'll change it by Sunday. I, I don't know. But Who does the, he have as a backup? The, have a backup? the rest of his team um, it should be fine. I don't see another quarterback, but there's plenty of people on the waivers there that are he plenty. could take. So like he could pick up Matt right Ryan. now. He could pick up Baker Mayfield against the Bengals. There I think Baker it. could have a really good game. He could pick up Dan Jones. Just about any starting quarterback over Matt Ryan, I think would. I mean, against the Saints, especially, it just just surprised me. He also, you know, has lost Ridley now, so I, would, I don't know. I would be tempted to agree with you. I think there are <laughs> there are a few better choices towards Matt Ryan, but I think regardless of who he has in the quarterback position, um, he's still also good. because I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a huge game. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. Um, I still think Matt comes away with it. Great, great. Let's look then, unless you had something else. Nope. Let's look then at Kyle versus Elisha. Mm. Our bottom bottom of the barrel, would be bottom of the barrel until we bump Jerry down uh, below Elisha. But our trash-talking friend, Elisha. Yes. Let's, let's hear, who do you think's going to take this one, I Kyle think, or Elisha? Can I say that they both tie because <laughs> I was waiting I was thinking how is he going to pick a winner he wants them both to lose I, really, I would love it if both of these teams lost this week just because <laughs> they have slighted me so much in the past <laughs> however um, a close second as far as making me feel good would be watching Kyle's team get absolutely trounced again <laughs> which I think that is going to happen um, with Elisha's team I think Elisha's going to beat him what do you think of Taysom Hill against Atlanta uh, don't love it. Would you play if you were looking at the waivers as you were before? I would pick would up somebody you, else. You would. I would. That's interesting because that one, that one, I'm a little more in agreement with. Of like, give it a shot. Let's see what happens. Sort of, sort of thing. Uh, just interested. I think Taysom Hill, you know, is a little more likely to to surprise than Matt Ryan. <laughs> like, I think Taysom Hill would like do some runs of his own. That's just going to automatically pick you up some points. I wouldn't be surprised if he runs it in the end zone even. Um, so that's, I don't know, just kind of interesting to me. I think Kamara actually might suffer. I'll talk about this in a little bit in the, the next matchups, but, um, Kamara, I think, uh, might suffer a little bit by Taysom yeah. Hill, if I remember correctly how I, I pictured, oh, but Breeze dumped it to Kamara all the time. Yeah. Hill just runs it himself. Uh, so I'm curious to see what will happen with that, but I think Taysom Hill is a, is kind of a fun choice. And I guess if you're sort of in a desperate spot as, as Kyle sure. Is. I mean, if you're desperate and you're hoping for a boom, I suppose I can see that. Um, if I was trying to be safe, I'd, I'd pick up Baker off the waivers and put Baker in against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. The truth is, I'm guessing he'll play Kyler Murray. Uh, he might just not have him up there yet. I'm waiting to see if uh, he officially is ruled that he will play. But but I think he'll play Murray anyway over Hill. But it's fun to see see him toying with our emotions yeah. like this. And it, I mean, it's possible for A.J. Dillon to have to exceed his 8.4, 8.14 projection. Um 
I can see Love relying on, on A.J. Dillon a little bit more in this matchup. So A.J. Dillon could could outscore his projection. Um, everybody else on his team is just, <laughs> in my opinion. Amari Cooper, you think? Uh, yeah, he's jeopardy in jeopardy with Rush now, I think. Uh, so, sorry, Kyle. Just really bummer of a season for you here. <laughs> Makes me happy. <laughs> Doesn't sound like Carter's too sorry for you, but I, I feel bad when someone's season's over before it really even got, got going. Um, especially because I think he used to be ranked really high, right, in the power rankings? And I think, just, if I recall, tumbled. he was like put himself in like the four spot <laughs> for the longest time, even though he's actively trying to trade away his entire team <laughs> to me. He's trying to get my whole starting roster for his team. <laughs> to be fair, I think he even tried to get Chad's. <laughs> back when he was saying that Chad's is bad. Yet he ranks both of us well below his own yep. team. Let's just swap teams Which, and see what happens. Absolutely. I thought that was hilarious. It is. You're a fun commissioner, Mr. Wilson. That's Yep, you're fun. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. That's right. All right. Eli versus me. What you thinking? Uh, let's see... What are your thoughts? Um, I think I'm going to beat him. I'm glad Brady's not in because, you know, Brady's very, very good. I'm a little... I, mostly, I think that Aaron Jones is going to be utilized a ton. I agree. Um, and so the only way... You were just talking about Dylan, that, that, you know, if they try to, like, keep that balance there. But I think my mind tells me it's going to be a lot of dump-offs to Aaron Jones, uh, which is, you know, yeah. quick, easy points right there. And so, so I do think I'll take it. I think Aaron Jones will be a really big... Thing I'm, I'm really interested to see Renfro to see, um, you know, with Rugs now gone forever, basically. <laughs> um, I'm interested to see, you know, does he pick up more of, of the load uh, and what that is. And so I think the timing was nice. Not that I wanted anyone to die, you know, because of Rugs or anything like this, but the timing worked <laughs> out for me that, that this is the week that Evans is on his bye. And so I get to put Renfro in and you know, hopefully the timing works out in my favor, but I do think I take this from Eli. I think you do too. I think it's an unfortunate bye week for Eli's team to play, be playing you this week. He's got yes. Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, and Tom Brady. I'm sure he is kicking himself right now for not starting Naeem Hines, yeah. who is having a game with 18.2 at half, sitting nice and cozy on his bench. True that. Time will tell if, if uh, Kenyon Drake, <laughs> I'm guessing no, will outscore Hines. Um, I'm also guessing no. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because, you know, you said time-wise that he has, you know, Brady and, and Godwin and McLaurin on uh, bye. I, I have Evans and Fournette on bye. And so it's, it's interesting to think, like, maybe we'll see each other in the playoffs with full teams and, and see, see, see what really happens. That would be a great game. It really um, would. Do you, so do you think I take it or Eli? I think you take it. Uh, do you think there's a chance that he puts in Chuba if CMC ends up? I I think he out? he'd be crazy not to because I, he yeah. has Drake in right now. Correct. So I think he would bump Drake and and throw in Chuba. Yeah. If they if he can know in advance enough that that uh what's his name will be out yeah. McCaffrey. It's just a bummer that he has to start Rashad Bateman in there too for his wide receiver. Mm-hmm. It's just a very meh. Like he can't be feeling too confident Feels in that either. Like a big gamble. So yeah. Yep, I'd say he'd need a lot of luck to take it from me this mm-hmm. week. I agree. 
Uh, moving on then, I believe there's just one left. I saved that to be you. The probably one of the Thanks. most interesting matchups uh-huh. that's that's happening. Um, big playoff implications here. The the loser of this. Wow, I don't even know. I didn't do the math, but I don't know if they could even make the playoffs if they lose this one. So dare I say, game of the week. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair to say. <laughs> All eyes on the anus and the cheetah girls. <laughs> Oh, Carter is always so good for a cheap laugh. <laughs> Just choose sixth grade humor and you'll get him going. Talk about Dick Sporting Goods. And <laughs> I am a happy, happy camper. Oh. All right. Well, let's see here. We have the Cheetah Girls versus Carter, um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, Carter. First, let's just start with the premise of who's going to win, going to win, going to win. I think I'm going to win, going to win, going to win. This is interesting, because in the power rankings, you rank them above you, but you believe yes. that you're going to beat them, and you said it was based on, on these week's rankings, right? You're right. Um, I think that their team is slightly stronger than mine, but I feel like... I just have a really good feeling that my team is going to outplay their projection. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Cordero Patterson and Daryl Henderson for a hot sec. Sure. I did some research before we came in. <clears throat> and going, to, I already knew this. Cordero Patterson is the number eight running back on the season. Daryl Henderson is the number 11 running back on the season. So I have two really, really solid running backs. And a lot of the hate that I got for these two players was that Kyle and Justin said that they were unreliable. You couldn't trust them to perform on a week-to-week basis due to the teams that they're on. And I fully disagree. And looking at their stats, Cordero Patterson has 18 red zone targets so far this season, which by chance leads the entire team. Um, he uh, also is has 102 fantasy points so far. Um, for the Falcons, which also, again, leads the team in fantasy points. He's the top offensive option for the entire Falcons offense. I'm really high on him, and I 100% think that he's going to outscore his 13.1 projection. Um, I think he's going to be, and if you're keeping track, take a drink. I think he's going to be an absolute stud this week against the Saints. And the same goes for Daryl Henderson. Again, He's the number 11 running back on the scene on the, the, in the league. He's got 30 red zone targets, which, again, leads the team. And the only player on the Rams, which is a powerhouse team right now, the only player that is beating Daryl Henderson as far as fantasy points goes is Cooper Cup. So I, I, I truly, truly believe that Daryl Henderson is going to have a heck of a game. I think he's going to outplay his projection. Um, and like I said, Henderson has 30 red zone targets. The second place person on their offense who has red zone targets is Cooper Cup with 21 and Robert Woods with 16. So whenever they get in the red zone, they're looking right at Daryl Henderson. So I think he has some really, really, really good boom potential. I think Cordell Patterson has really, really good potential. Um, I think Joe Burrow is going to have a heck of a game and outscore his his projection. I think my team is just going to exceed all expectations and defeat the Hanley team, which... Ha ha to you, Leslie, and I'm sorry, Hannah. <laughs> I am, like, I, I think that it's almost offensive to me that Patterson is rated at a 13. That, 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 that's the projection. I think so do I. It's this re- happened <laughs> game one this season. It was the only time that he was that low before he had really, like, been being utilized. And, and then 
ever since then, it's been well above that. And so I'm just trying to figure out, right. like, why? I mean, he, he to be fair, the Saints have a very good defense. Yeah, but he hasn't scored below 18 points since week <laughs> right. one. And so, <laughs> so I think they give him about as much love as Kyle and Justin did. I agree. Everyone looks at him like, oh, he's on the Falcons. He's not going to do well. But every single week. But he's like, is their team. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think that that's a really low rating. Um, that being said, I still think they edge you out. Um, I disagree. Uh, it's about the Kamara Taysom Hill thing for me, though. Like, if if Kamara score, you know, it's gonna be big. Mm-hmm. That would be your chance to win. Is if Kamara doesn't get utilized because of that I think that's that's your way in, right? Um, and hoping for that. But uh, it'll be a close game either way. I think. Um, I wish you both well in in this endeavor. How about how about Miles Gaskin? I'm hoping for. I have him in keeper. I'm really hoping yeah. for a good game with him. Um, given that he's going up against Houston, I think this is this is good. But the Dolphins are the Dolphins, and they still haven't figured out that Miles Gaskin is amazing, and they just underutilized the guy. But if they discover it in this game, play him. He's going to run all over Houston. I'm sure yes. if they would just give him that chance. So, so I, I picture, feel like that might be the linchpin of whether or not I win or lose. Mm, sure. Is if the Dolphins use Gaskin and he has a great game. Sure. And I think if Gaskin has a good game, I win. If he has a terrible game, I lose. Okay. I I can go with you on that. I I think there's just a lot hinging. Like the Camara thing really hinges on that. But I think Josh Allen, I just think is going to have an amazing game against Jacksonville. Yeah. Just just what I would picture. And so I think that it's going to be uh, close. Uh, and then Beasley, they'll get to double dip. You know, touchdown passes to Beasley will count for Allen, of course. And so so I don't know. I could really see this either way. I think Gaskin is a big factor. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited, really excited for you. I, I think you have plenty of potential to win it, but I'm, if I had to pick, I'm going to pick the Cheetah Girls. Do you still pick them if Beasley doesn't play? Because no, he's questionable right absolutely now. not. You I don't would, pick them? I would not pick them if Beasley doesn't play because I think that's part of the big double dip thing yeah. against Houston. And at what... He's got a rib injury right now. Mm, nope, I don't, I don't think so, they succeed without him uh, having a big game. Yeah. But I think that's really just true. I mean, it doesn't sound very profound. Like, each of you need your players to score really high, of yeah. course. But I think we have to be right. For you to win, we have to be right about Patterson, mm-hmm. that he's going to score way above the, the 13 and we both are hoping that Miles Gaskin would do well. Um, not because I'm cheering against you, Leslie and Hannah, but because Gaskin is mine in keeper league. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm referring to. Uh, so I do hope he does well. But um, certainly you'll give it a go. Ooh, I don't know. As I keep scanning over, I keep thinking, I mean, ah, Carter might win this I one. Think I, I, I think each time I look I back, I'm I like, it. maybe, maybe. Cause that, I just that's don't Patterson have, being rated so I low. That I just don't me. have big names, and that's why people discard my team mm-hmm. so quickly. And um, have you ever seen the movie Moneyball with Brad Pitt, the baseball movie? Yeah. I was thinking about this yesterday, where it's like, this is kind of the same thing, where like, they don't care about having big names on their team. It's all about having players who can consistently perform and put points mm-hmm. towards yep. your point total at the end of the week. Yep. And I have those players who they don't have huge names and they aren't flashy and they don't score mm-hmm. 40 points a game, but all of my players can be solid and they can be trusted. So like, that's why I'm more high on my team than everybody else is because it, like they t- take a quick scroll through my team. They go, I don't recognize any of those names. Last place. Yep. I Consider think you're right. Twigs twisting. <laughs> That's what I think of, of the Green Bay Packers receiving core until Devontae Adams started them. Right. Until that, it was like, sure, people would recognize names at best, but they were like, 
It was more this collection of really good guys, mm-hmm. not necessarily any stars. And holy right. cow, put them together, and it's like, but no one is failing. Everyone exactly. is reliable. Exactly. So, so this is good. You do. You have a lot of, lot of good guys like that, Carter. I wish you well. All right. So that, that concludes our predictions for the week. And so I thought, thought what we'd do, just a quick little bonus segment, is we're going to, there was a lot of hatred for Kyle, of course, from Carter, probably warranted, it seems pretty, pretty fair. Uh, so, so we'll just give Carter a moment to go through each team and give them some sort of love for, for one specific reason. So you can pick the order, Carter, whatever's on your phone to, to do. Go through and give, give each team a little bit of love, including Kyle. We'll start at the bottom. I have nothing good to say about Kyle. <laughs> That's a specific uh, <laughs> rule, <laughs> including Kyle. Uh, I would just like to throw out a little disclaimer out um, for those of you who may be worried about the way Kyle and I have been treating each other during the season. Um, Kyle and I have this agreement where we can ruthlessly trash talk each other and we both have an understanding not to take it personally. Because we both understand that it's just trash talk. And it's not personal. Neither of us takes it personal. We both have fun with it, and we're both still friends at the end of the day. I just wanted to make sure people were, were aware of that, that it's really not personal. We still love each other. It's just for the fun of the game. <laughs> um, good thing about Kyle's team, um, I will say that Kyler Murray, once he gets, if, if his hand is, is okay, he's an obvious stud. He's a really, really good quarterback. And I think David Montgomery, late season, is going to be an absolute stud. Take another drink is going to be an absolute stud as well because um, he's got a, a really cushy um, lineup of teams that they're playing against late mm-hmm. season. I think David Montgomery is going to have really, really good games towards the end there. So okay. so you think Kyle might pick up another win this season? He might pick up another win All right, uh, that's towards, the end, that's towards the end of the season. That's good. All right, we're right next door to Elisha. Why don't you tell me what's something good about Elisha's team? Uh, this is like pulling teeth for me. <laughs> You're really good at giving love. <laughs> um, let's see. It really annoys me that he still starts James Conner. <laughs> Drives me nuts. But it hasn't been horrible for him. Nope. Um, Let me define love for Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Something positive. Okay, 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 okay. Um, he has Christian McCaffrey on his team. Yep, so he comes back and it, it could give a boost to, it's a potential. to him. That's right. All right, so then let's do myself and Eli. How's that? You give us some love. Yourself and Eli. Let me pull up your matchup. Um, Eli's team, like I said before, the ability to have those few players that you can really just set and forget. Um, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Tom Brady... Travis Kels, uh, Zeke Elliott, those are all players where he has no problem just putting him in his lineup and really not having to worry all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Eli feels pretty good about his team. Um, your team, I would be really, really happy about having Aaron Jones and Mike Williams and Mark Andrews. Great. I would love it. I am. I'm quite happy about this team, actually. Quite yeah. happy. Thanks for the love. And Cheetah Girls... Even though they are my opponents, um, Marquise Brown, um, I have grown to really, really like and kind of be jealous that he's not on my team just because he has 
insane boom potential. Like, kind of Tyreek Hill level yeah. boom potential. Yeah. Like, he has I think that's fair. absolutely monster gains. And they feel safe starting Alvin Kamara every week. Um, but, I mean, beyond that, like, I'm... You know, no, I'm just leaving it love. This is the love segment. (laughs) My, how you've learned. This is the love segment. Marquise Brown and Alvin Kamara. Love them. Easy to say once we're past (laughs) Elisha and Kyle. All right, Chad and Jeremiah. Uh, Chad and Jeremiah. Chad's team. Um, Love his running backs. Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon. Um, I would... I haven't been super high on Dalvin Cook just because he hasn't really consistently proven himself. Um, but if he might get lucky, I feel like Dalvin Cook could really turn out to be one of the difference makers for Chad's team to really boost him up mm-hmm. the, to the next tier. Um, Joe Mixon has been really solid, mm-hmm. and so is Thielen. Um, and then I would always be super pumped but also super nervous to have Tyreek Hill in my lineup Sure, on any week. Love for Thielen, not something you normally hear on this podcast, folks. <laughs> See, for... if you would remember my team name, our first oh, yeah. season, it was Hooked, hooked on a Thielen. Thielen. I remember that Because yep. I had Adam Thielen, and I yep. loved having him on the um, team. I, love, I had him the year after, and you, I loved him, too. Did. And Kyle endured, I endured all of Kyle's rips back then. Yep. So yep. hopefully Adam Thielen kicks it in another gear. Mm-hmm. Love for uh, Jeremiah. There's some obvious love. Jordan Love is his starting quarterback. Obvious. This that week. is some very obvious love. Jordan Love, love is all you need. Hopefully love is all the Packers need. I don't need. think that's all Jerry needs. Holy crap. <laughs> he needs a lot more than that. Hopefully that's all the Packers need to get a win over the Chiefs. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I I love DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I think he's underrated a lot by a lot of people. Um, he is... Like the Houston Texans, for example. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins has... Just absolute clamps for hands. I think he's a really, really good wide receiver. He's he's top ten in my mind. Um, I would love having having DeAndre Hopkins on my team. Mm-hmm. Great. All right, Cy and um, Matt. Let's see. For Matt, I would love having Jonathan Taylor. I'm sure he loves Jonathan Taylor since he named his team after him. Um, Love James Robinson. Absolutely love CeeDee Lamb. Um, yeah, Matt's got a great team. I love Matt's mm. team. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase. Jamar that Jamar is who I love. Whew, I love watching him play. So good. Um, and then size team, I love A.J. Brown. Absolute stud. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Drink up, folks. And here <laughs> it is. Uh, CJ and Justin. Uh, also, Matt, um, if you... We'll make it your job to go back and start this podcast over and listen to it from the beginning and let me know how many times I have said absolute stud. (laughs) And if you get it right, I will give you a cookie because I've been keeping track. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) On to uh, CJ and Justin. CJ and Justin. Let's start with Justin's team. Um, there's really not much not to love about Justin's mm-hmm. team, which is why I have him in the number one spot. I think he deserves to be number one. Even though he has hated on my team significantly, <laughs> um, I will put my biases aside, and I, I appreciate Justin's team very much so. I'm very envious of it. I wish I had it. It is a stellar team. 
And on to CJ's team, who, by the way, Michael, uh, Pittman, Michael Pittman did get he, another score. Yep. He got a touchdown. He's at 14-5. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't count CJ out of this, of this matchup. Mm. I wouldn't count him out. There's a, there's a small possibility. Is it unlikely? Yeah, very <laughs> unlikely. But he could still do it. You're right. No I doubt. Think, I think Justin outscores his projection of 142 um, mm. with ease. Yeah. But um, CJ's team, right now, he's probably loving Michael Pittman Jr. Um, also, you, you can't not love Cooper Cup and DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. It's just a really nice receiving core. Yeah. Great. All right, folks. Well, that will do it for this week's edition of the Commissioner's Report. Without two of the three, but a huge and handsome bonus for us. Thank huge. you, Carter Aisbet, for joining us. Tonight. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Come again. Bye, folks. Toodles.